Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This is a challenging episode to record. I know so many of you right now are really, really struggling with what the world is going through with this virus. Um, I don't claim to have answers, but I'm going to share with you sort of the state of the industry from what I can see. Um, we have an article that uh, by the time I'm finished recording this podcast, it should be live for everybody to see uh, just what we're seeing in terms of the impact of coronavirus on businesses that are um, our clients and, uh, and also on other SEOs who are struggling right now. Uh, I know very many of you are uh, on the brink of losing your job um, and even worse. I mean, we haven't even talked about the, the health aspects of uh, coronavirus. My, my goodness, this has been, if you had told me, you know, a week ago that we would be in this kind of state, I, I wouldn't have believed it. Regardless, uh, I want to try to bring some hope um, with this and SEO goes on, business for a lot of us goes on. Um, and so in this episode, I want to share with you uh, a little bit of a mixture of uh, some stuff that we're dealing with in terms of coronavirus, but also other SEO news. Uh, I think it's very important for us not to lose track of um, everything else in our lives as we're struggling with uh, some of the aspects of, of, of dealing with this virus. So let's talk about algorithm updates as we always do. I should mention that this episode is being recorded on Wednesday, March 18th of 2020. And uh, this corresponds with newsletter episode number 124. You can reach that at mariehaines.com slash newsletter. Um, so given the state of the world right now, it's kind of challenging to determine whether there was a significant algorithm update. We always start off talking about what Google's done. I know there's been a bit of speculation that maybe there was a Google algorithm update around March 10th. And we do see a number of sites that saw significant changes around March 10th. Uh, but most of these cases we can explain with uh, what's happening in the world in terms of coronavirus. In the article that uh, we're publishing uh, this morning, I've included some responses from a Twitter poll that uh, that I ran. I think the Twitter poll had about 1,500 people voting in it. And what I asked was whether or not your business was impacted by what's happening with COVID-19, with, with coronavirus. And 48.7% um, said that uh, you had seen a decline in traffic to your, uh, to your website. Um, and that number is probably higher because there were 17% uh, that actually um, clicked on the other C results uh, part. So really more than 50% of the people who responded to this um, poll are seeing significant declines. 13% uh, said they're seeing improvements and then the rest are just not much change. Um, I've included a number of the replies from people in this article that we've written uh, because they're very, very interesting. The, some of them are heartbreaking though as well. Um, just a few of them, uh, um, Nick Ranger uh, replied saying 30 to 40% of small businesses in Australia are expected to close their doors as a result of this virus. Um, they've had calls in tears with debt and no, or clients call in tears with debt and no exit strategy. I mean, who, who knew this was coming? This is uh, uh, really, really hard times. Um, and this is really hard, especially in Australia with all that uh, you have been through with bushfires and, and, uh, and whatnot this year. Um, somebody else replied that their parenting advice uh, website is down 30 to 40 percent. 
Um, Laura and Lance uh, replied to me saying, travel, it's a bloodbath, is their words. And when you factor in the November 8th update, they say, uh, you know, there's been a lot going on. For those of you who run websites that, uh, you know, you're, reply you're relying on website traffic, um, it it's really, really going to be a, a challenging time for so many of us. Um, that said, there are people in the health industry that uh, if you're selling health supplies, you're probably doing very well right now in terms of finances. Um, if you are a health uh, website that actually relies on people coming into your office, then you're probably seeing declines, and that's, uh, that's fairly normal across the board as well. Personal finance is a finance in general is an area that's really really interesting to monitor. We have several clients who write about uh, what's happening with the stock market, and the stock market is really insane right now. There's a lot of really uh, challenging stuff that's happening, and so yes, people are looking for more information on what's happening with the stock market right now. Uh, so if you have a website that talks about stocks, you're probably seeing improvements. Um, that said, uh, one person replied saying in Spain uh, their financial blog is down 60% uh, because in Spain, Spain is one of the areas that has uh, is dealing right now with the biggest impact in coronavirus. And, uh, and so people have different priorities right now. Um, everything is sort of up in the air. Uh, the most heartbreaking for me was the replies from people who were saying that they're losing SEO business. Um, I know so, so many people who decided to go out on their own uh, this year and start uh, an agency or at least start freelancing. And... Um, and a lot of these people are really struggling. For those of you who are listening to this who are Canadian, uh, just before I recorded this podcast, we had some excellent news that the government is stepping forward to with, uh, at this point, I believe there's 85, it's an $85 billion package that's going to be helping not only um, uh, people who are self-employed who can't get unemployment insurance, uh, but also businesses. So if businesses have to start laying people off, the government's going to actually subsidize things. They're going to be um, making it so that our taxes, we have a little bit longer to, to pay our taxes, um, trying to keep more money in the economy during these hard times. So I'm certainly not an economist, uh, but I can I can feel the pain of so many of you that are, are struggling. Now, we did have a number of replies to this poll of people saying that things are just going amazingly well for them right now. Um, some of the sites that, and some of this is fairly obvious, but sites that are seeing improvements, uh, anybody who does grocery delivery, um, health screening, uh, live streaming. I know uh, we're doing most of our stuff at MHC on Slack. Um, all of my employees are working from home and it's we're, we're getting through it. Uh, you know, we were actually looking towards uh, offering some remote possibilities and this um, pushed us into, uh, into making it happen. So um, if your website has anything to do with working remotely, you're probably doing quite well right now. I thought it was really interesting that uh, one of the niches that's doing right now is online dating. Um, I suppose people are lonely, uh, stuck at home. Um, and so, you know, any website that connects people together virtually is, is doing relatively well. Um, I heard that Netflix actually, there's a, I don't know if it's an app, but there's something that can connect with Netflix that allows you to do viewing parties where you can all watch Netflix at the same time and then chat uh, basically about the episode. And so if you have a website that brings people together uh, online, then this is probably a good time for you. And by far uh, the 
the one that gave me um, the nicest smile, I guess, was uh, somebody said they do SEO for a puzzle store, and uh, they're seeing great improvements as people are stuck inside and, and looking for things to do. Um, now, I you know, I don't know where to go from there. We've, we've in the article, we've outlined, uh, here's what we see is happening. I've also um, described a few ways that you can look at your traffic and sort of try to make sense as to whether is traffic down or up, possibly uh, because of coronavirus, or is there something else going on? For those of you who do site audits and do the same type of work that we try to do, where we try to figure out, all right, why did your website, why is your website suffering? What is it that you can do to make things different? This is going to be a really, really challenging time. I mean, in some cases, it's very obvious why websites are declining. And in other cases, uh, you know, there's a chain reaction of people are not spending money here, and then there's no money to buy this service, and then this service suffers, and maybe supply chains are, are disrupted. Uh, and so this is going to be, it was already challenging to figure out what was happening in terms of Google's algorithms. Uh, I, I think this is uh, going to be a very, very hard time. But that's really a small concern compared to um, what some of the people in the world are, are struggling with right now. Um, let's uh, move on a little bit. I'm going to sort of intersperse some coronavirus news with uh, other things that we want to learn about in SEO. Um, otherwise, this will be far too depressing for me to just uh, talk about the, um, um, the negative stuff that's happening in the world right now. Um, it does look like Bing may be pushing out some more algorithm updates lately. Glenn Gabe uh, actually tweeted a screenshot of somebody's Bing traffic just taking a, a nosedive um, near the end of December. We don't actually look in great detail at Bing traffic. I mean, we do often look at it to figure out, oh, was this a Google algorithm update that affected you? Was this a website issue? Um, but uh, I think this is something we probably should be paying more attention to. Uh, that Bing is, I mean, Bing is continually trying to update their algorithms and uh, provide people with the best possible results. So if you are seeing uh, a great decline in Bing traffic, know that um, perhaps uh, this is related to Bing making some algorithm changes to try to improve the quality of their search results. Historically, Bing, uh, I have felt, has not been as good as Google in um, combating link spam. And I think it's quite possible that Bing is, uh, is getting better now at figuring out which links to count, um, which means that if you're putting money into um, and time into marketing efforts where you're really producing links that aren't actually recommendations of your website, but they're just ones that you've made yourself, uh, then those might start to be less effective in Bing as well. So that's something to, to keep in mind. You might notice that uh, Google My Business and Google Ads support is uh, unavailable. So if you're having issues with your Google Ads or your Google My Business profile, um, I, this is related to Google employees working from home. And uh, I think, you know, they're all trying to deal with the same types of issues that we are. Uh, so Google Ads support might be um, having issues. Uh, so, yeah, that's something to, um, to keep in mind. There is new schema markup that we can be using in the eyes of coronavirus. Dan Brickley, a Google employee who runs schema.org, announced that version 7.0 of schema.org uh, was published in response to the coronavirus outbreak. And so there's new types of schema that you can use, including special announcement, 
COVID testing facility and event attendance mode. So those might be important to some of you, probably to most of you not, but if you do have a client uh, who could potentially use that markup, we would recommend that you do it. A little bit of information about AMP. Uh, AMP is going to um, increase the maximum allowable CSS limit. It's going to be raised by 50% to 75 kilobytes. Um, and so uh, that's important for those of you who develop uh, in terms of AMP, and uh, we thought you'd be interested in knowing that. Um, on YouTube, this was interesting. There might be an increased risk of you getting YouTube videos removed. Uh, I didn't know this, but YouTube videos, when they're flagged um, for having inappropriate content, there's actually a two-step process where uh, they're flagged by machine learning. And then there's a second step where there's a human review that decides whether a YouTube video should be taken down or not. So apparently they're taking that second step out for now, uh, just simply because there's a lack of manpower. Um, and so that means that uh, if machine learning flags your YouTube video as offensive or um, for whatever reason, just not suitable to go on YouTube, it may just be removed. Uh, I haven't heard this being a huge issue right now, but I could see some people getting upset about that if it goes sort of overboard. Uh, and this might be an opportunity for Google to be testing their machine learning abilities and decide whether they actually do need humans to manually review uh, these YouTube videos. This was some interesting, uh, an interesting tweet from John Mueller uh, in response to a question about launching, launching a new website. Kat Manhire uh, tweeted, I'm working on a jewelry website launch. We have multiple of the same product available in different color colds. Oh, color golds or carrot size. Is a canonical tag the best option? There are search volumes around the different styles. Should we have them all as separate URLs? So this is important. Whenever John Mueller is asked about this type of thing for e-commerce, like let's say I sell t-shirts and I have a page for black t-shirts and red t-shirts and white t-shirts and all these different colors of t-shirts, um, do they each have to have their own page or should they be canonicalized to each? And what John has said in the past is it kind of depends on if people are searching. Like if there's enough people that really want this blue t-shirt and it's significantly different than the red t-shirt um, in terms of the, the audience who wants to buy that, then it might make sense to have two separate pages for these. But usually it doesn't make sense. Uh, and even though there's people searching for those two shirts, really the content on those pages is almost exactly the same other than the color. And so those really should have just one main, here's the shirts page, and uh, and then just have different variations depending on color or size or things like that. Here's John's response. He says, that's hard. I recommend erring on the side of having fewer pages, especially when starting up a new site. Uh, too many pages makes it hard to find the unique value of each page. So unless they're significantly different, I'd try to keep them together. Uh, so that is uh, important news, you know, and that, it's really hard. There's no blanket statement that says, ah, you need to canonicalize all these together. Um, it really, I guess if you wanted to sort of make it black and white, it would come down to 
um, is there unique value on these pages? Or are you creating two pages just because you're trying to um, capture more searches? And if you really can't make a page uniquely valuable, then, uh, and uniquely valuable means that users actually see this as like, oh wow, I could read both of these pages and they're both very helpful to me, um, as opposed to having almost a duplicate page. That can be really tricky to do. Some people also asked John Mueller about affiliate links uh, just recently, and um, there's been some discussion as to whether just hiding your affiliate links uh, via robots.txt would go against Google's guidelines. Here's John's response, hiding affiliate links from Google on a site that's a cheap cookie cutter affiliate doesn't make the site high quality. Now, he didn't really answer the question as to whether or not um, that's against Google's terms of service, but he goes on to say, I think there's a general perception that search engines somehow don't like affiliate sites, so you have to hide your affiliate status. The real issue is that there are a ton of really bad affiliate sites and how they monetize is essentially irrelevant. I thought that last part was interesting because we've been recommending what uh, the um, American Standards, uh, what is it, Advertising Standards Authority recommends that if you have affiliate links, they have to be very, very clearly marked as such. Um, and uh, I've, I've gone on ad nauseum in several podcast episodes about this. We don't know what Google looks at. Uh, and in a lot of cases, uh, I wouldn't say if your traffic drops, it's very unlikely to be because Google has said, ooh, this is an affiliate page, so it's lower quality. However, they can recognize when sites are uh, generally affiliate in nature. Um, and if a page seems to exist solely for the purpose of selling something and it really doesn't add value to people, then it probably isn't going to rank as well. Something that we've, I've seen over the last few years is, uh, you know, maybe, gosh, I don't know how many years ago, but not that long ago, you could create a, a, a page that was essentially like, hey, I'm going to take some re reviews from Amazon and I'm going to spin the words a little bit and I'm going to make my own page on this topic that's essentially the same as Amazon, but it's going to be optimized better for this particular product. And it would do well. And then you could build links to that page and in many cases it could uh, outrank Amazon's own page. And I think over the years, Google's gotten much, much better at figuring out, like, even though your pages are not um, completely identical to each other, they, uh, or to the one, the originating page, that it doesn't necessarily add more value. So if you are an affiliate website and you're creating content, don't think that Google is going to hate you because you're affiliate, but think, could I really, really, am I writing stuff that if people were faced with, they only had one choice, they could read the page on Amazon, or I'm saying Amazon, but wherever the original vendor is. If they could read the page on Amazon with all of Amazon's reviews, would they really, really want to also read your page afterwards? And if the answer to that is no, then you may find that you're not as high quality as you thought. Um, and so I remember I worked with one website that was, uh, it had a pure spam penalty. And most pure spam penalties that I've dealt with are, they're really spammy sites. Um, but this was a site that talked about I believe it was karaoke machines. Uh, and what they were doing was essentially saying like, hey, you can buy this karaoke machine on Amazon and it's kind of cool because it's Frozen themed or something like that. 
Um, and so what we had them do was actually really beef up all of their reviews and add information that people were looking for that they couldn't find in the Amazon reviews. And they worked on each of their uh, review articles and made them so that they were really, really valuable to people, not just regurgitating what they could find on Amazon. And that site went on to get their penalty removed. And, and uh, I haven't kept track of them recently, but um, last I heard they were doing quite well. So it's always about adding value when you talk about affiliate websites. Whereas in the past, you could get away with kind of lower quality if you knew how to optimize properly and build links. And that's getting harder and harder now. I thought this was neat. I did not know this, that Google Sheets now has the option to filter and sort by color. That's something that Excel's had for quite a while. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that'll be probably life-changing for some of you. Um, gosh, it seems like just horrible to say that now that uh, you know, a Google spreadsheet thing is life-changing. When we're dealing with so much other stuff in the world, I'm doing my best, though, to try to uh, still stay hyped about SEO because this is we have a great industry, and it's going to continue. We're going to continue to... Um, um, to, to do lots of shopping online and, and lots of uh, uh, digesting information online. And so we have very, very important jobs right now. Um, Joe Youngblood uh, uh, said that um, he's been following this thing with Reddit. And you know how links from Reddit are no followed? Apparently, at some point in January, uh, Reddit's outbound links changed from not just no follow, but no follow UGC which is user-generated content. Uh, I didn't notice that. I don't know if it's across all subreddits. Really, it shouldn't change much. Um, it just tells Google that these are user-generated uh, links and Google's going to ignore them. But if they were no-followed before, uh, they're not going to be ignored. I believe at one point Reddit did have followed links. Um, but when you think about it again, if Google's getting good at figuring out which links are true recommendations, I think they're pretty good at figuring out that when we just post about our own website on Reddit, that that's not a link that Google would want to count towards rankings. Um, and speaking of Reddit, Reddit has apparently seen a massive spike in traffic due to coronavirus. Uh, I've been going to, uh, when you go to Reddit, uh, one of the subreddits, I believe, is just uh, slash r slash coronavirus. It might be corona. Um, but there's really good, if you want to stay on top of what's happening in the world in terms of uh, this virus, uh, it's a good place to, to get some information from. Um, that, and often you'll get information that's not covered in the news, so you have to use your judgment as to whether it's uh, legit or not. Um, let's talk about uh, Trump misinforming the public about Google's nationwide coronavirus testing website. Uh, last week, Donald Trump announced that Google will soon be assisting the U.S. government's coronavirus testing apparatus. Um, but apparently this came as a surprise to Google. Uh, and so from what I can understand, so Google Communications put out this tweet uh, that says a statement from Verily. Now, Verily is um, uh, one of Alphabet's companies, so they're connected to Google. Uh, they were formerly a division of Google um, at some point, and then I believe in 2015, uh, Google sort of split into many different companies. And so Verily, this is really interesting actually, because Verily is all talking about health and life sciences. Um, and so it's not Google, but it's actually Verily that's building this tool. Um, and so they were planning on creating a tool that was aimed at assisting high-risk populations and healthcare professionals to triage patients uh, being screened for COVID-19. 
And so following Trump's announcement that was unexpected, they shifted their plans, and it does look like they're putting something like 1,700 engineers um, on this effort. That's kind of crazy if you think about it that this company that's an offshoot of Google or owned by Google has 1,700 engineers that are all working on some type of health sciences related stuff. Who knows what Google's coming out with in terms of health. Um, but uh, so this tool that they're creating, it's in early stages. Uh, when they first release it, it's only going to be in the San Francisco area. Um, and who knows what will happen and whether they'll uh, get things going quickly enough to be able to actually help uh, the coronavirus situation as it is today. Um, those of you with Google My Business profiles, Google has added a uh, temporarily closed option that you can use. So uh, our local search area, we've mentioned over the last couple of weeks that um, Sterling Sky is helping us in writing this. And so their recommendation right now, because they deal with a lot of local businesses, they do a lot more GMB stuff than we do, is not to use this temporarily closed option. Um, they say once you reopen your business, you can face a lag in getting back on, uh, back online again if you choose this option. So instead, they recommend to set your hours to match what's going on. You can ask a question in your Q&A and then upvote your own uh, question and, uh, and then answer it. Um, and you can do a Google post about your hours, update your business description to define what's going on uh, for your audience. Something that uh, they also told us is to be careful to know that if you do too many edits all at once, you can end up getting a suspension of your GMB listing. And we don't know. I mean, we heard that uh, YouTube suspensions are all handled by machine now during this hard time. Um, so who knows if this is going to be happening with GMB. So what uh, Sterling Sky is recommending is that um, you do one edit save it and wait a few minutes before you do another edit. So don't, don't do all your edits at once. Uh, and another thing to note is that uh, the temporarily closed label, it can be uh, applied by just somebody else as well. So uh, if customers are seeing that you're closed, they may go um, mark your GMB listing as temporarily closed. So keep an eye on that because it sounds like something you don't want to have happen. Um, you may have received, received a phone call from Google asking your opening hours. If you have, the, we think that this comes from the Duplex AI program, uh, which is basically uh, Google using um, artificial intelligence to sound like a human, and they're calling people uh, just to randomly ask if you're open and what your hours are. Now, apparently, these phone calls, they don't sound like robocalls. Uh, they're complete with ums and ahs. And um, so, you know, if you did get a call asking your opening hours, you really do want to reply to this. Uh, because you don't want Google to think that you're closed when you're not. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to do any Q&A today. I feel like this is uh, an episode that, we, you know, we'll just kind of get out the most important news that you need to, uh, to get out. I, I know this is an extremely challenging time for so many of you. I've seen your tweets that say that some of you are losing clients and you're not able to pay your bills. Um, if you're in Canada, just this morning, the government announced this $85 billion aid package, and that sounds really promising. I fear, though, that we're really uh, in challenging times. 
And some businesses are going to thrive. And most of us, though, are going to feel a lot of hardship. So I was really, really encouraged by this tweet by Dan Nelson. Um, he says, we closed our the Ruby Tap bars yesterday. So I suppose this is a, a, a business. Uh, it's a bar, basically. Um, and he says, but in less than 12 hours, we built an online bottle ordering system for curbside pickup. Uh, it's a WordPress site using Stripe API, using Zapier connection to pipe data into Google Sheets. We've already got over 50 orders. What a world. Now, I know most of you can't go out and build an online ordering system to save your business, but what can you do? Um, at MHC, we're trying to see the positives. So far, none of us are ill. My staff are able to work from home. We're connected via Slack. And although it's a bit lonely working without each other, we're, we're doing okay. Um, we'd hope to offer some options to work remotely for our staff. And now, uh, you know, we were talking about it as a team about rolling these out this summer. These, you know, hey, maybe we can work remotely just a couple days a week or, or something like that. Um, and being forced to work from home all of a sudden, though, it made us put the plan into action right away. So it's really, really amazing to see my senior auditors training my new employees via Slack screen sharing calls. Um, that's not something that I had uh, uh, predicted, uh, you know, even just a week ago that that was going to be happening. Um, we're also going to use this time at MHC to hopefully put together some additional options for helping businesses own, business owners that are seeing traffic drops. Uh, I can't go into too much detail right now, but I'm really excited about what um, you know we should be able to do soon. For those of you who are on the brink of going out of business or if you've lost your job, my, my heart goes out to you. Um, if you have SEO skills and you've lost your job, I really encourage you to use this time at home to just hone your skills. Uh, in 2008, I severely hurt my back. And at that time, I was a veterinarian and I couldn't work for six weeks. Although when it happened, I didn't know how long it would be. I didn't know if it would be months. I didn't know, you know, it was kind of similar to today's situation other than it was just me. You know, today we have to struggle with all of the other people that are out of work as well. Um, but I took that time to learn how to build a website. Um, I knew nothing about, I didn't know any HTML, uh, nothing at all. And I started with a Hello World tutorial from about.com. And then in 2012, again, I was on bed rest, uh, this time with a pregnancy. And that's when Penguin came out. And I didn't set out to say, oh, okay, I'm going to create a new career in this field of SEO. I, I also didn't think I was going to make any money doing this. Um, but instead, I took the time off as a time to learn and to create something new. So at that time, I created a tool to help people figure out if their traffic drop was likely due to Penguin or Panda or something else. And then I just never went back to work again. Um, so if you're stuck and you're worried, maybe this is the time to start working on your side project. Um, I would say find ways to help people. Something I did when I was just starting out in SEO was to offer to look at people's Google Analytics for free for a while. And I did that so I could learn. But really, I think this was the start of me creating an audience. And the fact that, uh, you know, that was 2012. It's not that long ago. Gosh, maybe it is. That was eight years ago. But um, I, I think the fact that you're listening to this podcast now and that I have a business um, and employees and I've, I've been really blessed is because I, I 
did something new and you know I created this audience and so a lot of good came out of the time where I was physically unable to to go into work um, we're, we're going to do the best that we can to keep you informed of how the search landscape is changing in these times. And I just really want to thank you for listening. Um, I hope that next week I'll be able to report back with more good news than bad. Uh, so I'm thinking of you all, and I wish you the best of luck, not only with your rankings, but with traffic as well, and most importantly, with your health. So stay safe, everyone. Mm-hmm.